Welcome to the Strip Down Know Nothing Podcast, focusing on the bare naked ladies. That's right, whether they're too short or too long, from dat fodder to deer song, we're It's All Been Done, the podcast. I wish he would take back everything he's ever said. It's my co-host, Evan. The second he said he loved me, I started questioning us. Are we really in love? Trying to figure out chapter three? But he's not giving me anything. It's my co-host, Saker. Is this that same Canadian Christian hip-hop band that you did for the other one? (laughs) You don't recognize? (laughs) Maybe you're right. From Miley Cyrus's 2013 third studio album, (laughs) Bangers. I... What kind of regret are you? Do you want to do... uh, the Miley Cyrus podcast after this, where we just go through all of Miley's uh, albums one by one. What would that be called? Miles and Miles of Miley or uh, Cyrus? Myo Miley. Myo Miley's good. Cyrus RS. What's the second? I feel like there's a last name pun. No, nothing. Yeah. Spinning Cy- Cyrus. Cy Russian winner. Cy Russian winner. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> what? I was just trying to. <laughs> I love it. I don't get it, but I love it. Um, no, I don't recognize that. Can I ask how you recognize that? Besides for having Googled songs, maybe you're right. And looking up every song that has maybe you're right as the title yeah. and laughing at them. That's it. Okay, good. Yeah. <laughs> Were you a big fan of bangers? Oh yeah. What else is on that album that you like? Uh, the, the chicken dance. <laughs> Weirdly, she also had a song called Peterborough and the Kawarthas on that album. It's kind of a deep cut, but yeah, I had that and I had uh Cat Stevens has one too. Oh, what's Cats? Can you recite some lyrics from Cats? Maybe you're right, maybe you're wrong, but I ain't gonna argue with him no more. I've done it for too long. It's my co-host Saker. Great. That's from Cat Stevens' fifth studio album, 1971, Mona Bone Jackin. I'm sorry, repeat that whole title. Mona Bone Jackin. Mona Bone Jackin? I think it's what it's Mona Bonejackin. <laughs> that cannot be right. That sounds like Monan and Bonan and Jackin way too much. Hey, uh, Yusuf Islam knows what he likes. That's true. Mona Bonejackin. I gotta. There's. There's. This is too wild. I don't know how it's pronounced, but it is Mona Bone. Maybe Jacon. Maybe Jackin. Could be. Boy, yeah. that's a strange title. Well, Jackin. I don't think was a thing back then. According to a 1972 interview with Stevens, the inspiration for the title was a name he'd created to describe his penis. <laughs> Mona Bone Jackin is another name for my penis. It's the name I give it. It's not some sort of secret vocabulary. It's just something I made up. Yikes. Oh. Can you imagine being a best-selling artist and naming an album like... It was like, a different time back then. I guess. I, but I guess Gunther had my Ding Ding Dong. That was a hit in 2002. Uh, I mean... Dicks are kind of funny sometimes, except when they're scary. Yeah, okay, fair. Um, Boy, what a wild... What are some... I'm trying to think, is that the wildest album name ever? Um, I mean, it's pretty fucked up. I mean, I'm sure there are some... Like, I I know that Sigur Ross has some album... Like, don't they have, like, open parentheses, close parentheses as, like, an album? Open brackets, close brackets. Yeah. Yeah, I think they're brackets, yeah. How do you ask for an album like that? I want the third Sigur Ross. Uh, yeah, I don't think that you ask for a Sigur Ross album. I think they're sure. just they're given to you. Well, then how does Santa know what to give you? Santa you knows, Saker. Santa, you knows. are doubting Santa. I often doubt Santa. I'm Tim, sorry. Tim Allen's Santa. <laughs> Specifically, Tim Allen's right wing Santa. When I when I picture Santa in my head, I do picture the Tim Allen Santa. Yeah, I kind of wish that like a lot of a lot like cons- a lot of conservative pundits would just kind of like turn into Santa Claus. 
Because then they'd be like up at the North Pole for most of the year. Sure. Well, their heart would also be forced to grow three sizes, wouldn't they? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. Wait, I guess Tim Allen's heart didn't immediately grow in the Santa Claus. He had to, heart. Yeah. He had to learn. Uh, wow. When the Grinch's heart grew three sizes, did he die immediately? I think so. Yeah. I think he just like blood shot out of him like an anime <laughs> villain who just got stabbed by a rapier. Wait, wait, wait. What would happen if your heart grew immediately? You would die. It would it would burst from your chest. Like it depends on how much. Oh force yeah, your it has. rib cage would break. Yeah, yeah. You would you would explode. Sure. If sure. any if any part of your body grew, like internally. Sure, absolutely. I, I guess. mean, I suppose your hair could grow three sizes, <laughs> and you'd be probably okay. Fingernails would be all right. Yeah. That's <laughs> <a> <laughs> yeah, it would hurt. Yeah, the Grinch screamed in pain, and yeah. uh, I guess your ears or nose, but that would be too, it'd be bad. It would all be bad if your ears were. Anyway, yeah, I'm just trying to think. Pick, yeah. pick body parts that I that could grow. I don't think they would all kill you, right? If, just if like, my toe grew three sizes, it could be because I dropped something on it, right? Mm-hmm. And it wouldn't kill me. It would just hurt. It'd a be lot. really uncomfortable. Yes, absolutely. What if your skeleton grew three sizes, just <laughs> ripped out, ripped out of your body? Well, your skin is stretchy. I don't think if your skeleton grew three sizes, that would. Isn't your skin super stretchy? It's stretchy, but like over time, right? Right. Like as you get as you get bigger, like your skin adapts but like if you suddenly got bigger and your skin remained the same size i mean, I bet there's there's some tension there's some tensile strength in your skin but like <laughs> i don't think like if my skeleton was suddenly 18 feet sure. tall my skin wouldn't stretch well, to so it says in the in the grinch his heart grew three sizes that day so let's assume over a 24 hour period your mm-hmm. skeleton grew three sizes would you survive no you think not? I don't. I know not. I guess the other thing is there's not enough blood to fill up all that new room, right? So you well, just, your body's not growing, just your skeleton. So it's just ripping out of you. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, that's fair, right? I don't. I'm. I'm surprised I've had to convince you of this, Sager. <laughs> I feel like I would be okay. <laughs> I feel like I could survive that. If you, what, you're like six feet tall. Yeah. So like, if you were suddenly over the course of a day, eighteen tall. feet tall. Yeah, it would hurt. But I mean, kids have growth spurts. They don't grow. Three times in a day. And I think it's like six sizes that day, isn't it? No, it's hard to three sizes. Okay. I think. I'm, well. I'm 90% sure. Sure. Okay. Um. All right. You know who else has a skeleton, Ev? Hmm. Bill Bellamy. That's true. Bill Bellamy does have a skeleton. Don't know why you're thinking about Bill Bellamy. But... Daffy Duck. Wait, do you think... Okay. <laughs> do you think cartoons... Do they? It's, is it like a uh, like a tree falls in the forest sort of thing, like a Schrodinger's cat, where like, yeah, we see Wiley e. Coyote get electrocuted, and we can see a skeleton. We see this happen, but like, do you think his skeleton's there when he's not being electrocuted? Yes. Like, does he have musculature? Yes. He's just a cartoon, though. He's like he's drawn. You don't think Daffy Duck has muscle? Well, no. But we can assume reasonably. Do you think Harry Potter has muscles and bones? <laughs> Well, I know Harry Potter's alive, like a living thing. I'm talking about like a, a constructed thing, like a, a cartoon. I don't I think, think we should pitch this one to our guests. I don't think there's anything I don't think there's anything uh, under there. Let's pitch this one to our guests. They are an author, a dungeon master, and one half of sibling nerd folk music team, the double clicks. It's Laser Melina Weber. Hi Laser, how are you? Hello. Hi. Oh my that's more enthusiasm than any guest has ever had yeah. coming out of the gate on our show. I love it. Oh no. Uh, well I've had two coffees. Don't worry. I'm very reluctant to be here. Oh good. Perfect. Oh, good. perfect. perfect. Yes, perfect. we do. That wasn't the rider for So our- yeah, so before we before you were introduced, Saker wanted to throw this question to you. So I my opinion is that cartoon characters, it's like a Schrodinger's cat situation where okay. they've 
we we can assume they have bones and muscles, but because we never see them, they might not actually have bones and muscles. They might just be like, like Wiley e. Coyote is just gray all the way through, or something like that. But that's we. Uh, okay, Laser, tell me, tell me what you think. That's horrifying. It's like it, a, like a like a piece of clay or something. Yeah, maybe. Well, and, and I will speak, I will, I'll, I'm on your side. I don't think Gumby has musculature. If that's what you're talking about, I'm with you, friend. Okay. But otherwise, we can assume that any fictional character has muscles and bones. <laughs> I don't think so. You are <laughs> being I don't contrary. Know. I don't know. I I feel, well, I'm also very, always very horrified by cartoons. I don't know what happened in my childhood, but like, I don't like them. <laughs> um, so I think that it's possible that they don't, and I, I don't want to think about it. Is that okay? Sure. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I'm sorry. I won't bring it up. <laughs> That's yeah. fine. That's fine. Yeah, we won't. We won't bring up cartoons. Did, did again. you read the long list of things I wasn't? I didn't want to talk about, and one of them was the inside of cartoon characters. Yeah, <laughs> that is correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah the I'm gray matter inside that. cartoon characters. Mm. Uh, the game Killer Seven for the Nintendo GameCube. Correct. Um, yeah, Homer Simpson, but yeah. only as a Super yep. Saiyan. Um, there was ma- a weird yeah. masks, but only if people aren't wearing them. Yes, mm-hmm. that's if, right. If a mask is being worn, it's fine to talk. Put them on the head. The, you had a saying. It was put it on your face. And it's okay in this place. Correct. <laughs> Leave it off your head. It's as good as dead. dead. Which right. yeah. was upsetting to me, but it did help me understand. Okay. Yeah. So no yeah. Problem. Good. Good. Now on the on the list, the one thing that you would talk about was it says ice cream. Yeah. No, I Great. love ice cream. Yeah. Can you can uh, you lead us off on that discussion? Absolutely. Ice cream is good. Um, I <laughs> only buy two kinds, which is Telemuk ice cream. Mm-hmm. And then, like, a local ice cream if it has marshmallows in it. Oh, I see. Cool. Yeah. Now, do, you think, do you think ice cream has, like, bones and muscles? <laughs> yeah. Oh, for sure. Oh, for, for sure. sure. There we go. Only when you're not Once, you, once you take the top off and dig in, it's just sawdust all the way down. Now, yeah. as I understand, Laser, you are a West Coaster. Um, and Currently, in the West yes. Coast, the one thing that we have in common here in Columbus, Ohio, and on the West Coast is we both have Jenny's. Are you a Jenny's fan? Yeah, well, I lived in um, Columbus, Ohio for a summer. Oh, with, oh, cool! And um, got into Jenny's then because they got they got those weird flavors. Oh, they do! Um, yeah, they do. Um, and yeah, I enjoyed it a great deal when I was there. I actually don't think I've been to Jenny's in LA, but LA also has Salt and Straw, which is a Portland thing. And I moved here mm-hmm. from Portland, and LA has a tendency to have like stuff here that LA is pretty sure that they invented even right. though it's like very <laughs> clearly they didn't it's it's cute it's fine <laughs> yeah that's uh it's very you would think that columbus would be the ones who just took something over and claim they invented it but um yeah that should be our city's good. thing yeah that's a very that, good bit thank yeah. you I'm, I'm with that historical our city's jab. thing should be discovering other cities that stuff. would be a lot of fun i think i'm horrifying but uh you know historically and culturally appropriate yeah so yeah, yeah we'll get in uh, on that. Etymologic- appropriation appropriate oh, anyway appropriate that is I, appropriative I, if I had written that down, it would have been a good joke. <laughs> it's okay. Well, it's it's the thought of the joke that counts. Yeah, that's what we Thank always say so on this much. podcast. Yeah. Thank you. Um, Laser, can you tell us a little bit? You are unfortunately on a bare naked ladies podcast. Um, oh, are you what? a bare naked? I sorry. I know. I know. What? I'm sorry. Um, are you? Uh, do you know of the bare naked ladies? Are you at all a fan? Um. So I. Uh, great question. Thank like you. I told you when you uh, 
asked me to be on this podcast. We mm-hmm. did own the CD stunt in my house when I was a kid. Sure. Um, I started listening to stuff when you asked me. Um, I'm my husband and I went to Disneyland the other day, and I like made him listen to the Anel the whole <laughs> oh, way God. down. Um, and we. I'll admit, skipped through a lot of stun. I think maybe I overplayed that record. Um, sure. But there were tracks on, like, Maroon that I remembered being like, oh, yeah, this is a good – these are jams. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think I listened to – I think I maybe bought or listened to Everything to Everyone um, when it came out. And I'll sure. tell you oh, cool. why. When I was a kid, I was in – maybe when I was, like, a teenager, I was in the uh, – adult bell choir at church um, because i was very cool and um i wasn't good at it and i didn't practice and i couldn't read music and i i don't know why but um but there was a person in that choir who was very cool who i wanted to impress and she went on the bnl cruise every year and very oh. ladies was kind of her identity and she would talk about them a lot and so wow. i was like well if she likes bnl then i'll like it and so when everything to everyone came out i was like i will listen to this but i don't really think i liked them and then <laughs> as um and then as I get older, I think they, they show up a lot if you're – I mean, like, you are as well a kind of a musician who, who who swings tangential to, like, the novelty genre. And so whenever you're, like, on a Pandora station or a Spotify, like, B&L will show up in your Discover or, like, in your playlists and stuff. And I um, – I've, I've – I think I've been resistant to them. Although now that I, I went and listened to this record, I was like, oh, okay. They have some like serious stuff that I don't think I knew as much existed. Sure. When I was, um, we, on the way home from Disneyland, my husband and I played a game where I had just realized that there are two singers in this band. Um, <laughs> and he was like, okay, now which one is this? Um, and, and that was, that was the fun game. that we. What played. was your track record on that game? Um, I think because one of them, one of their voices has a little more stank on it. So that made it a little easier <laughs> sure. uh, to, so it was the one week guy and, and my guy. Cause the, sure. m- my guy is the guy who sings the song we're talking about. Sure. Yes. Today. Your guy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Stephen Page is, is your guy in this band. Yeah. I like that. I think Stephen yeah. Page is a lot of, a lot of people's guy yeah, in so this band. He's the one with the voice that has more stank on it or is Ed has more stank? Yes. Yes. He's this guy's the, guy, guy, the guy. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. I would say, yeah, Stevie Page got some stank on He's there. He's got a stanky voice. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, my husband thinks the one guy sounds him. like he could be in a musical. And sure. my, husband, my husband is also always very concerned with like equal, like he could, he's very worried about famous people's feelings. And okay. so he's like, <laughs> I w- he wants to make sure that they each have like the same number of tracks on every album. And so he was doing all that research while I was driving. It was very sweet. That's very well, funny. So wait, yeah. also, also keep in mind that Jim Cregan and Kevin Hearn, two other members of the band have tracks on this album where they sing. So your husband's going to get a lot of trouble, oh. you know, a lot of trouble because they're, yeah, they they both got one track on this album. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Okay, I, good to know. I don't mean to upset him, but yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. You might want to keep that under your under your hat. Yeah, don't I ever let him listen to this. Yeah, okay. I good won't call. tell him. <laughs> no, and so and he so, won't. He won't listen to this story. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody else does either, so we're all safe. Don't worry. Yes. Okay. Um. Uh. And was he? Was this? Was this a method of torture, or were you both into this on the way up? 
uh, I think we, you know, we do, we do work. We're content creators and, um, we're dedicated to our craft. So I, you know, sometimes you, you get rewarded with Disneyland at the end. So. Oh, sure. Oh. Okay. That was I should word. also note that this was at six in the morning. Okay. <laughs> um, because we were trying to go to the new Star Wars ride. So it was, oh, uh, cool. you know, oh. nothing would have, nothing would have been enjoyable at that point in the day. No, so it doesn't I really understand. Matter. Yeah. Uh, Rise of the Resistance, thumbs up, thumbs down. Oh my God. It's so good. Fuck. Oh, we, I gotta yeah. get going. Okay. We gotta go. That's awesome. Yeah. We have already planned our second trip. Really? Yeah. Man, I can't imagine living close enough to Disney. That seems like such a fun... Do you have a season pass? Yeah, we got it because um, it was an unwise financial decision, but when I'm on tour... I play a, a game called Bad Stuff Bingo when, like, uh-huh. like if, and if sufficient, like, annoying things happen to me, I give myself a reward, so every day okay. is a win-win. <laughs> and so we were at a convention, and I was like, okay, if, like, five more people come up to us and give us passive-aggressive comments about my band not being filky enough, then I'm going to buy myself a Disney season pass. And uh, it, it happened. <laughs> so Jesus. I was like, all right, here we go. Let's do it. Wow. Oh, my yeah. Christ. What in I, the you, world? You see, that sounds bad, but on the other hand, I get to go to Disneyland like once a month, so <laughs> win. it yeah. win, it's fine. <laughs> That's awesome. Okay, all yeah. right. So every day is a net positive in some way. <laughs> Absolutely. Good, good. That's a what a positive way to think about the world, and what a time for BNL six in the morning, starting your day with that positivity. Yeah, I, I I will say I do like their sound, and when I the thing that I did realize is that I love their live recordings a lot more than their mm-hmm. albums. I think that the li- the like some of the production I think is too like polished for me, mm-hmm. um, and I think that their personality is really fun. Um, and I really like their like sense of humor and their sense of play, even on the serious songs. Mm-hmm. But I think the something about the production is not really. It's like two of the era that it comes from. Sure, not really, yeah. not really for me. But the the live we listen to some of the live tracks and even the like live versions of the songs. Maybe I don't like the song as much on the record, but the live stuff. I'm like, oh yeah, I get this. This is this is great. I would go see them live for sure. So oh yeah, it's we- fun stuff. We've seen them a couple of times, and they definitely have a pretty good stage energy. They have an energy, yeah, yeah, for certain. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Um, well, let's let's go into talking about the song, I suppose. Our song this week is called "Maybe You're Right." If you've never heard it before, here is a quick sample. It was often talked about. It was often raised. But nothing was ever done about it To hear the way they talked about it No one could be saved Okay, so Laser, uh, was this your first time hearing this song? Mm-hmm Okay, good, so straight off the bat Good, bad, ugly, what did you think? Well, this song, the, the first thing, um I realized is that the song is definitely about something. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, uh, like you, like I think is a tradition on your show. I went and looked it up and found out that it was definitely about the Iraq war. Um, <laughs> ding, 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 ding. I think we, yeah, we need a bell when the song is about the Iraq war. Yeah. Okay. Um, but I've, I, I, I feel like you, y'all have opinions about whether that or not, not that's true. So I'm curious what you guys think about that before we start talking about it. But it, it, it's, like um 
It's like this is definitely the song feels like it's very serious, right. although it's beautiful, um, regardless of what it's about. So, yeah. my first question is: Did you listen to episodes of this podcast to prepare? Oh, of course, yes. Oh no! Holy! Sh- oh what? no! <laughs> We're so used to people. I'm so sorry. Not being blindsided, and that's that. That makes things so much easier for us. But oh, good. Okay, all right. Um, so. I think lyrically straight off the bat ev i 100 percent agree this with this is about the iraq war yeah all right pitch it to me okay um so i, I mean we're well we're still in 2006 I, right I, so yep. so we've, we've 2006 got enter the ninja future duster i'm in there <laughs> very, dj, DJ high tech very close i in got our it review um so uh i mean i think there's lots of clues here right like no one could be saved it was a bad idea nobody did anything about it it was under thought we bought into lies a crime is a crime people had reservations Um, but we're in a weird place because I feel like Steve is trying to personally take responsibility for the Iraq war. So what I was wondering, is this a song from the POV of George W. Bush. Ah. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I think it's wild. And I love the mental picture of W. singing this song. But So when they say, shall I take back all my attacks, they mean literal like bombing raids? I mean, what does Steve have to do with the attacks? If he says, shall I take them back? Well, that's actually Ed saying it. So or, Oh, yeah, right. So right, maybe it's, right. like, it's like George Bush and Dick Cheney oh, singing sure. to each other. That's Ed and Steve singing as George Bush and Dick Cheney. <laughs> I do love that. Um, Laser, what did you think? Now that you know our opinions about it. Well, I don't think it's about the Iraq war, but... Oh, you yeah. don't? <laughs> no. What do you think? I think it's just about a relationship. I, it's okay. like Occam's razor, man. Okay. <laughs> I, I, I wrote, I think there's another world where it's about a relationship, but it's harder to get to and has some horrifying... Wait, it's harder to get to I think the a un- relationship the underlying song? meanings are horrifying here. When you say stuff like, a crime is a crime and all my attacks... That changes the implication of maybe you're right for my, but I don't think so from like convictioned to shitty, which is fine. But like, I think it, it, it really creates a very problem, well, which is being a had problematic songs before. So, so my, my, my re yeah, I'm sorry. I don't want to interrupt. No, you. no, no. Go ahead. Right, I think that it's about a relationship, a bad relationship. Cause it's a Steve song, uh, where one partner is gaslighting the other mm-hmm. and oh. the person singing the song is the partner being gaslighted. And they're speaking with a friend who is trying to convince them to get out of the relationship. Okay, is my is my read on this, and just just Occam's Razor simplicity. Yeah, and I think that it's he's he. They're talking about it. Uh, he's saying, you know, uh, you're in this bad relationship. You know, and I think we all have friends like that, right? Right. Friends who are in a relationship with somebody they probably shouldn't be in a relationship sure. with, and it's just sort of inertia keeping them there. And you know, you just you see them like get engaged, and you're like, oh no, I need the inertia bell as well. I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, you're just like, no, don't get engaged, yeah. please. No, don't get married, please. And sure. It just happens. Like, well, I guess this person's part of my life too because I'm still <laughs> friends with their partner. But um, so I'm thinking that like this is a friend and you would never try and talk somebody out of it because you know that never goes well. Like where you're like trying to talk a friend out of dating someone. I I can't think of any situation where that has ever gone well for me or for anyone else. Okay. So you just sort of like bite your tongue. And so this is a friend finally saying like, hey, 
you cannot be with Jimmy James anymore. <laughs> and Jimmy, the, you can't keep eating Jimmy John's, John's anymore. anymore. <laughs> they are not good for you. The guy is a big game hunter and he's a piece of <laughs> shit. He's like an alt-right douchebag. Switch to Do- Quiznos. Not, yeah, Quiznos. The uh, should not be that fast. <laughs> exactly. Freaking me out. So yeah, and at the fast. end, he's, uh, he's finally, he finally feels like he's gotten through and is like, maybe you're right. You know, maybe you're right but i don't think so and he's still the guy's still gonna go through with it anyway okay is my read on the song so in the end it's all a it was all a dream <laughs> notorious big Not a dream ending. okay it was just like sure it didn't he's matter. like yeah the guy tried yeah. to talk him out of it and he's like you know what maybe you're right and there's like a moment of hope and then he's like nah i don't think so okay. I'm, I'm still gonna get engaged do, do to you, jimmy johns do you out of care and i do want to hear I, I feel like we put laser on the back burner for a long time but i so you think when when he says uh, there was a time when a crime was a crime but now i think i'm losing my mind he's being gaslit Okay, okay. So gas- gaslighting was never a crime, but I see what you're saying. No, I mean, but like relationship. I think he's using crime in like a and like sure, a, sure, 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 sure. Okay, uh, all right. Well, not a literal sense. So you've got you've got the two the two uh, 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 I think poles here, which are relationship and war. The two BNL poles, which every <laughs> song is pulled towards. Laser, what was your read on it? Well, so do, do they have songs that are definitely about the Iraq War then? Yeah, yes. yeah. I think a lot of songs on Maroon were. That was kind of their big anti-war like, album. Yeah, they had like two or three on Maroon. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, well, I just texted my friend from Bell Choir to see if she knows. Okay. Uh, <laughs> You're still in contact? Oh, yeah. Well, thanks, awesome. awesome, bro. <laughs> um, <laughs> sure, sure. Should, uh, should, um, it was, hmm. um, okay. It was often talked about. It was often raised. Nothing was ever done about... Well, okay, so, like, wait, this is Canadian, right? So maybe it's yes. about Poutine, right? We, we sure. never stop... We, we... No one could be saved. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Everything checks out. Yeah, so far, should, should I live my life in silence? I mean, think about it. Um, maybe you're right is a, a sound alike for gravy and fries. So I yeah. think there's something to be said there Brady too. And fries, but <laughs> I don't think so. Okay, but here here's my question: Are we gonna write a parody of this song? Fuck called? yes, we are. A parody that nobody gives a shit about. That's twelve yeah. years too late. It's a great song, though. It is a great song. I gotta say. All right, double clicks in two D six. We'll hook this up afterwards. We'll figure it out. Okay. Rachel says, uh, so I said, hey, Rachel, I'm on a BNL podcast. Do you know what the song Maybe You're Right is about? And she says, LOL, no, actually, I don't. <laughs> that wasn't one of their songs I hooked into. I feel like a bad fan. Uh, oh, right. no. We, we want to be, be inclusive. We want to pull fans in. Yeah. Oh, yeah. my goodness. I, her first response wasn't, what the, f- are you okay? Blink twice. <laughs> like, you're on a BNL podcast. <laughs> What I would yeah, I would say it, if this isn't about anything political, since we know Stephen Page is a time traveler, mm-hmm. I would say it's about the current Republican Party's relationship with the alt right slash religious majority. Oh, everybody knows it's wrong, but yeah, it, it's often talked about. I it's mean, often that's raised. Fair. It's like about yeah, it's about the impeachment of Trump. Yeah, there was a time when crime was a crime. And the, Shit. The thing is, like, also keep like. Uh, Let's see. To hear the way they talked about it, no one could be saved, right? Okay. So everyone, like on the religious rights, all saying like, "Oh yeah, we're here to save your soul, whatnot." But they don't actually believe that. Sure. Right. And uh, you know, sort of, just it's 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 basically the conservative, the the I guess conservative moderates, sort of like gut checking themselves. Like, <laughs> have we just like chained ourselves to a monster? Sure. And like 
do we should we just like take it all back should we step away from this and say like yes trump is a real piece of shit we fucked up you know right. like and just kind of like moderate it's too late it's, it's too late and, and, and i think they really yeah maybe you're right maybe you're right maybe we, we need to get out of here okay mitch mcconnell says in his so. as he uh hmm. sits shivering in the corner of his uh shower <laughs> that's long run to cold water <laughs> he just like sits there and you know his little his little neck quivering yeah oh boy Ugh. do we do I we asked ever- rachel if she could guess what the song is about and she said velociraptors so that's a fucking good hold up let's read it with the velociraptor in our mind so do you think this is about like the it original... was often talked about mm-hmm. um it was oh. oversimplified it was underthought. i mean think about it yeah they yeah. may have had feathers we never really think well, about or it just like that. this could just be about jurassic park right everyone's sure. like they're on isa nublar yeah. and they're like talking to the the doctor about you know like hey maybe we shouldn't play god this is like jeff this is jeff goldblum singing this song we've right? cracked it open we've da, cracked it da, open da, 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 da. <laughs> we did it all right that's not even the jurassic I mean, park if you think, i mean this could work it to could. the way they talked about it no one could be, could be saved. saved to hear the way they talked about it no one could be saved Nothing was ever done about it. We but just nothing to... was ever done about it. Yeah, you've got to live your whole life in silence to avoid that T-Rex. Shall I take back everything I've ever said and live my life in silence instead? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, fuck. Oh my god. Okay, so. Hey, Laser, thanks so much for being on today. Yep. We really no appreciate problem. you. <laughs> yeah, no <yeah>. problem. <laughs> All right, Good. I, yeah, boy, there, I think there is a lot to dig into here. There's a lot of reads. Um, <laughs> let's, uh-huh. can, we, can we talk musically for a second about this? I'm kind of curious what, uh, what, was, yeah. what was in our heads musically here. Um, I wrote immediately. It was fun, right? Like, they're doing some really cool stuff that really, this is the second song for context on this album for Evan and I, where we have a big, huge horn part. Yes. And man, it is so God much damn. fun. That ending, like the last like twenty mm-hmm. seconds of the song, I just kept pressing like twenty seconds back. I, <laughs> I must have listened to that a hundred times. Yeah, the whole song to me had like this the musicality of it, and also the lyrics. Uh, this is another song where I I read the lyrics and I'm like, oh boy, here we go again. Right, and then the musicality turned it around for me. But sure. this song reminded me of like a CW finale. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, <laughs> after like the big like scene, the big whatever like a uh, sure. Uh, um, rising action where all the characters go off and do their own things like somebody's some dude in a hat staring out a window some girl is packing up her apartment some guy is like buying a gun you know and as as the music like swells and swells and swells (laughs) it swells to this final rising action and then it's a depending on the show either a shooting or um i don't know some sort of monster comes out can you so you think this is an ironic maybe there's something really sad that happens to that big horn uh, crescendo yeah i mean it's just it just felt like a cw song to me yeah like hear that yeah, definitely. And there's some, I mean, it's not even just CW. It's like all these modern uh, sort of dramas where the last act is basically set to music. And yeah. It just follows these. Like they used to do it all the time in like Sons of Anarchy or Sopranos and things like that. Sure, sure. 
Um, My favorite CW shows. Yes. <laughs> yes. Or, uh, or um, Archie. Yeah. Archie? Mm-hmm. Riverdale. Riverdale. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot yeah, what it was called I mean. for a second. Yeah. yeah. Um, Sabrina. Uh, speaking of the ending, we have that, like... I can name CW, CW shows. Like, boy, gossip, you're really good. Gossip Girl. Hold on, let Let's me get on the Wikipedia for the CW. Hey, I'm just sitting there staring you dead in the <laughs> eye as I say this, bud. Um, we have that screeching noise in Smallville. the ending. Smallville, sorry. Oh, yeah, fuck. Okay, yeah. Hold on. Can Arrow. I um, Arrow. Buffy. Was that CW? That was back when it no. was... WB. That was back when it was the WB. Oh, fuck. Okay. I fucked up, guys. I'm sorry. Get out of here. Yeah. Get out of here. Sorry, this is the Laser and Evan show. It's fine. <laughs> Can I be <laughs> the guest? No, I've been no. waiting for... F- no. <laughs> Shit. All right, I'll sit in the corner. Ev, take over. Just like Mitch McConnell. This uh, is your version of taking over? <laughs> oh, no. Oh, you didn't... You want me to take over? Okay. So, yeah, I like I, the drums on the song. Yes. Yes. The drums are so I, I feel good. like listening to B&L makes me be like, oh, this is why people have like four people in their band. How many people did they have? Five? <laughs> they had five back then. Now they have four. Yeah. 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 Okay. Um, yeah. Because it's like, oh, they all have like interesting things going on. It's cool. Yeah. The the the, the horns are really good. Uh, the other thing I really appreciate it because I did look up how to play it just in case because I listened to Justin's episode and you forced him to play the song. <laughs> and um it has its four chords over and over again. It's like, I respect that. That's how I write music. <laughs> and But it, it is like the way they write is like very interesting right. as well because it's it, – it, it, they, they play with it in a lot of different ways, but it's also just like – this really cool melody with a very simple backing backbone to it. I yeah. Like it a lot. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. very well. And they, and I think a lot, they're, they're kind of pulling a lot of them are pulling double duty. I think Jim is playing the cello and the bass here mm-hmm. and he does some Ebo on it as well. Right. I think, isn't it Kevin? doing? Oh, the maybe Ebo? Kev's doing the Ebo. Yeah. yeah. But like there's, you know, we, we have this like rich layered sound. That's fucking like, if there is a lot going on here. Yeah, um, I like the way they layer everything in because it starts very sparse and then they just layer in instrument after instrument till it builds to this amazing crescendo. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. Um, so it's uh, like a big cacophonous uh, loud noise of all of the velociraptors chasing the people <laughs> across the island. 100% what is happening here. Um, yeah. What What was that? Oh, Yeah. Oh, did you so laser you you saw the uh the live version of the song, correct? Or you heard it, I mean? Oh, I don't know that I did. There's a live version? <sighs> Man, yeah. So the ending cuz they don't have a horn section. So it's right. just it's the boys going ba ba ba. Oh, cute. <laughs> it's so so fun. explain what the song is about beforehand in the live version of the song no uh they do not they they do freestyle raps about bird poop but they don't explain what the songs are about (laughs) they just they have a weird energy live i love it but it's very weird useless (laughs) yeah 100 percent useless um so you said that you did come prepared to play the song today is that correct i can play everything except for the bridge um, because it has a, well, and also I have to transpose it seven steps up because they have <laughs> low voices. Uh, 
But I don't have to do that unless you need me to for any particular reason. We 100% do not need you to play this live. Oh, okay. Okay. All right. That's fine. There's a... Kev is doing a lot of work. We talked about the Ebo a little bit. He's the keyboardist for the group, Laser. Um, Mm -hmm. He's got those pads immediately off the bat in this one. That cool little synth line. That's awesome. He does these weird little tinkling noises in the background of the second I know what verse. Those, like a child xylophone is what yeah. it sounded like to me. And like, I couldn't, I, I think it's the closest my brain has ever come to activating ASMR. Like I was like, oh, this is, oh. maybe I'm a Manchurian candidate. Maybe it, <laughs> it activated something in my brain that now I'm going to uh, go out and kill the Naked Ladies enemies, which are third eye blind. I don't know who Tom Petty and George the George W. Bush. George W. Bush. That's the and, one. And, uh, uh, I don't know. <laughs> Dick Cheney. Wait, who was second verse? Was it Dick Cheney? It was Dick Cheney. Dick Cheney. Yeah, okay, we can do that. Shall I take back all my attacks, all of my accusations, all my mistrust? We never discussed anyone's reservations. Um, yeah, but I, I loved I loved the work he's doing. I thought it was really, really cool. It's interesting that you mentioned the production on this because like Ed comes in just on the left ear, which is mm-hmm. cool where he's supplementing Steve. The Brannigan ladies did all their own production for this album, which they've never done before for previous albums. So it's, it's interesting what they're trying, the push and the pull that they kind of mm-hmm. give this song. I thought was really cool as well. Um, yeah. Cause this is their first independent record. Yes. After that's correct. They dropped their label. Yeah. That's yeah. cool. Yeah. 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 It was really interesting. Um, I said, this one was a grower in the end like at first i listened to it i was like it's fine and then the more i listened to it, i was like fuck this is a really fun good uh-huh. interesting song with a lot of layers to it um what else uh ev let's go to you first did you have anything else that we didn't mention no i have nothing else you have nothing else you ed's i didn't like ed's voice in this song it didn't work for me interesting and i mean i genuinely i normally like ed's voice but i don't know why it just like steve was like belting something out and it's like I don't really know what I'm doing here. Like his voice just came in and it just took me out every time he started talking. Really? Yeah. I don't know why. I like his little rounds. Like, yeah. I mean, I liked what he was doing. I just didn't like his voice doing it. Huh? That's strange. I don't know why. Yeah. I think it was just the juxtaposition of their two voices. The only part I wasn't a fan of with him is, yeah, the juxtaposition when he had his solo section where he's singing kind of the bridge, he's really mm-hmm. loud. And then Steve kicks in immediately afterwards and they drop his volume really low and it's, it is jarring. But besides mm-hmm. for that, I was like, who gives a shit? Like, it's fine. Yeah. Some of the times I listen to, I mean, I listen to it on a lot of different speakers and some of the, like, I don't know their names and I refuse to learn, but like <laughs> some, of, some of the counter melody stuff was like really quiet. I had to listen to it to a, for a few times to hear the like, maybe you're right part right because because it's like so quiet and it was like that's not the choice i would make as a artist but yeah and i i wonder kind of how much of that was an uh intentional choice and how much was it of like this is our first album that we're mixing and we're <laughs> like still figuring it out but yeah i don't know um laser what else did you what other notes did you have oh um i none anything I okay <laughs> I called this one. I called this one the Lord of the Rings of BNL songs because, oh, like, it doesn't end. Yes, no. it has that. That's exactly mm-hmm. it. It has that big ending where Steve is just repeating the maybe you're right, and then everything cuts out, and then we come back in with the horns. I was like, yeah. coming back in with the best part of the song. Yeah, we have an all new ending. Like, I don't know. I, I fuck this song is so good. I was just mm-hmm. so pleased in general with it. Um. Yeah, it's 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 good, but it's I don't know. I I just like I kind of want to know what it's about because I feel like it could be like really really intense, um, 
you know, it's like a troubling song. Yeah, yeah. We I'm, in in a way. This this will be definitely one of the ones I'm going to earmark for the day that we get the ladies on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Ugh, we've made fun of them far too much for that to happen. You mean uh, you have? Yeah, that's true. I've been nothing, very nothing but a gentleman. Very here. nice, Laser. Um, yes. What? What? <laughs> we are forcing you at this point through digital no. gunpoint. Sing this. Did you, uh, thank you so much for preparing this. But would you like to sing? Maybe you're right for us. Uh, I could sing all of it except the bridge because there's a B minor in it. Skip that bridge. Okay, uh, and then I'm not going to do the whole end because uh, who cares? <laughs> totally fine. It was often talked about, it was often raised, but nothing was ever done about it. To hear the way they talked about it No one could be saved But nothing was ever done about it Shall I take back Everything I've ever said And my whole life inside Nothing was ever done to stop it Everything was fortified by All the lies we bought Nothing was ever done to stop it Shall I take back Everything I've ever said take back all my attacks, all of my accusations, all my mistrust, we never discussed anyone's reservations. Shall I take back everything I've ever said and my whole life Yay. Oh my god, laser of the double clicks. Thank, Thank you. you. That was fucking amazing. <laughs> oh, shucks. Everybody sounds good playing the bare naked ladies. Oh, it's true. Impossible to sound Not bad, bad <laughs> with Steven's voice in your head. <laughs> He's got a beautiful voice. Yeah. yeah, and so do you. Thank you. Thank you oh, so thanks. much. Um, I guess let's get around to rating this song. <gasps> oh. Okay. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> I, like it's so hard to pivot from that because, like, how do you follow that fucking act? Yeah. Hey, next time you're in Columbus, uh, I'm gonna request that on the on the uh, <laughs> on the set list. Okay, um, I'll do it during your set. Perfect. That is fine. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, <laughs> so, uh, as usual, uh, we rate this song on a scale of bare naked to fully clothed. 
The more clothes this song has, the worse it is, and the fewer clothes, the better. With that in mind, we'll give our guests some time to think. Evan, where does this song sit for you? I am a public figure. I am on every airwave. Sure. Everyone wants to know everything about me. I am a celebutant. I am famous for being famous, like the Kardashians, like Paris Hilton, mm-hmm. like all of that. They want into my life. The problem is I'm also a never nude. So they want to get those pictures of me, but they can't. I've got paparazzi following me. I got trying to scale my uh, privacy fence, trying to sneak in the gutters, trying to crawl into the hang on the bottom of my car in hopes that, that I, they can sneak in past the gate and get a picture of me. And they're like, what's he hiding? What's he hiding? What's he got under there? What's he doing? So finally, I just say, okay, we're going to do it. I'm going to take off all my clothes for all of you and I'm going to do it in public and mm-hmm. I'm going to control, I'm going to control the message. I'm going to do what I want. And you can all see everyone can show. You can film me. You can take pictures of me, whatever you want. Here I go. And, uh, and I just say, I lean really close to the microphone and said, just remember you asked for this. <laughs> and then I start slowly taking off my clothes. But as I take off my clothes, you realize they're not clothes. They're restraints. Okay. And they're restraining my true form. <laughs> so I start to slowly unfold my like, limbs uh like basically my arms are triple jointed and i start standing my my um my legs lengthen like a van like a werewolf's legs or something so i'm standing basically like a horse on my toes and my uh i pull off my my stocking cap which i'm always wearing and my ears explode out like wings and then i just spread my fingers and they're all so long (laughs) and they're boneless because i don't have bones or musculature i'm just i'm just full of sawdust all the way down and i spread and then open my mouth and just a swarm of buzzing flies comes out and everyone's screaming and tearing at their clothes and whatnot and but i'm i'm fully naked but i don't have the parts that a naked person would have sure so this is just it's a beautiful song i think this is my favorite musicality of the album Uh but the lyrics again like i wish that i had just not read them Sure. Because I did not enjoy, I thought, I thought it was kind of, uh, they just didn't, they didn't land for me as usual. I'm like, and I think it's mostly because not because the lyrics are bad, but because I've listened to so many songs that Steve has written exactly (laughs) like this. Like this is probably the 20th of this song where he's like, oh, you're in a bad relationship. You're a bad person. They're a bad person. Oh, okay. I guess nothing good's going to happen. Yeah. And I just like, I feel like this weight settle on me every time I I pick, I print out the lyric sheet and start to read it. So yeah, I'm some sort of like a eldritch monstrosity from, uh, you know, know some sort of uh outer dimension and uh, i've just been unleashed upon the world because they asked for it couldn't keep themselves so yeah i'm pretty fully naked but not in any way that you would want to see or experience interesting true that was nudity just for the listener who thought they were dying in the middle of that description (laughs) you're not alone what the hell just happened Weird. From the twisted mind of Evan Dickin. Oh my god. A Warhammer Jesus 40k Christ. story. <laughs> um, <laughs> let's see. Uh, so In the grim me, darkness of the future, there's only BNL. Sure, absolutely. I am um, b- b- a public school teacher <laughs> and. Uh, really reaching, I am a, reaching deep there. I'm at a, a, a sort of a, a failing school. This school has not had good testing grades. This school has. Uh, you know, the, the student population is disenfranchised and they need engagement. Diminishing. And, what's that? They're diminishing. They're diminishing. They are wasting away to nothing. The thinner curse has been cast but on them. But you're the one vanishing. Oh, that's true. Um, so, uh, 
I, I, this is my first year in this school. So I enter this school and I start doing it. I dead poet society, oh, these man. kids. Mrs. I Doubtfire, shit. I, Adams. I dress up as Mrs. Doubtfire because we're watching the movie and I do all sorts of uh, uh, cool stunts and tricks to to really turn this uh, this class around. Patch Adams, are you Patch Adams? I patch Adams them. I what dreams may come them. I flubber them. Toys. <laughs> Actually, Disney's Aladdin. Aladdin. <laughs> they've, I've, they've banned flubbering in schools, uh, which is weird, but it's true. Um, and uh, so um, I go in. One I, hour photo. <laughs> oh, the one where he mentions uh, Neon Genesis Evangelion, the only Robin Williams movie I've ever connected with. Um, that's the one. That's the one because Love he said in an anime. Killer. Yeah. Um, so what the fuck was I saying? Oh, so I turned the school around and, um, the next year they, you know, I, I win teacher of the year award for this school. And the next year on day one, I come in and I am just, uh, wearing some, uh, tight short shorts and a, um, a, a tank top. And I walk in on day one and the principal says, you can't, you got to go home. You can't dress like that. And I say, I turned this school around. Are you really going to deny me? Are you really going to deny me what I want to wear at this school that now is like a succeeding school? I'm a fucking rock star. I am. I am. I am. I am Ralph Rowland Jr. High School. How dare you? <laughs> and uh, he says, I, maybe you're maybe you're right. I don't think so. But hey, you know what? I'm sure you got things under control. Go ahead. Go ahead with your bad self. Do your thing. So, so you're just you're just like dressed like a pool boy. This is me like, dressed like, like a pool cut boy. off short, like Daisy Duke cut off shorts. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty. I'm not fully naked. I don't think the song is as naked for like as like bank job for me or um, bull in a china shop. But um, I'd say this is naked as hell. I mm-hmm. gotta say it's a good song. Um, Laser, where are we at? I don't these story these stories. <laughs> oh my god. I feel like I'm having a stroke. Um, okay. Uh, okay. So there's a forest. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and in the forest, uh, all the animals talk. And um, they don't need to wear clothes, um, but they do because this is the kind of forest where all the animals wear clothes. <laughs> um, and there is an owl who is also a fortune teller and a professor. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, on his, you know, on his vacation days, um, he wears like kind of a comfortable muumuu. Um, with nothing else. So it's like not revealing, but it's very light mm-hmm. and breezy, you know? Right. It's like a one, one article of clothing, <laughs> very thin, so, I would say. Sheer. An owl in a silk kimono. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Sure. I love that. Damn. Yeah. Well, we, we rarely Gosh. anthropomorphize cause I think fur and feathers. So is the owl naked if he still has all of his feathers? Well, so yeah, is someone... I, I mean, it, everybody, every it's like it's like it would be weird if the owl wasn't wearing clothes because everybody else is wearing clothes. Sure, so. yeah. sure, yeah. And yeah. also, I mean, like if you take off all your clothes, you're naked, right? Yeah. Is someone who yeah. shaves off all their body hair in addition to that any more nude? Yeah, a, a hair isn't a shirt, I guess. Even and if- the other thing with the owl is that he is a cartoon, so he doesn't <laughs> actually have any bones uh, or yeah. muscles inside. <laughs> so he really needs the kimono to just kind of make the structure work sure gray all the way through absolutely yep. yeah all right yeah. cool well 
Laser, yes. thank you so much for being on today. That was incredible. Thank you, and yeah, I'm no sorry. Problem. Yeah, thank you, and I'm sorry. Uh, I'm going to have bad dreams during the day today. <laughs> I don't know what's happening. You, you, I had bad dreams during this podcast when Evan was talking. Yeah, my brain was filled. Um, <laughs> what do you have going on? What do you want to plug? Oh, God, who cares? Um, I'm in a band <laughs> called The Double Clicks. Um, we are great. You can get uh, seven free songs if you sign up for a mailing list on our website, thedoubleclicks.com. So please do that. Uh, we've got stuff coming up, including um, a Kickstarter for a new album, which is a musical, um, which I am writing today. So, uh, yeah, do it. <laughs> it's going to be great. Um, and then on Twitter, I'm Laser M. Weber, L-A-S-E-R. And um, I make things. I have a book called Crowdfunding for Musicians, where I talk about how to run Kickstarters for your band. And I'm also a funny person and such so <laughs> just check me out i'm great <laughs> i do recommend signing up for that mailing list normal human party has been stuck in my head for Heck weeks yes. now so and that's one of the free songs yeah. you get so go do it listeners laser thank you so much for being on today thank you so much <laughs> Absolutely. Thank you. I was excited to meet both of you, but especially Evan. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. I always have to apologize for Saker, so I'm going to do that again now. I'm really sorry. Yeah. You're welcome. Thanks. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, Evan, yes. I, I, we've, we've stopped having our guests listen to this part because it's too embarrassing for us. Yeah, but yeah. do you have a read for this song? As a romantic comedy. I don't have a read. You don't? Well. That was an important part of <laughs> your job. Oh, oh. Yeah. Give me a second. Give me yeah. a second. Okay. Thing. I'm giving you a second. All right. Whew. I thought I was going to have to fill time and I was paralyzed. The universe has shown to me perfect, uh, like my head opening up like in my reading. Okay. Uh, this is, of course, without a doubt, uh-huh. Theodore Witcher directed 1997 romantic comedy love jones love jones about uh spike jones and his search for love <laughs> across the cosmos no it's about um searching for love in a city in a very complicated uh, relationship it stars uh nia long as nina and uh lauren's tate as darius lovehall so okay they are nina is a um photographer Dar- darius is a like artist slash poet they meet in a uh really cool beat poet scene uh they have a nice little meet cute uh-huh and uh then darius goes up on stage to do his poem which he retitles oh shit a poem for nina he God retitles damn. his poem and that wins his heart and big swing she says i love it and he says well maybe someday you'll write me a poem so they hit it off and there's sort of a there's some cool like uh, sexual chemistry going on. Both the actors are real real hot, uh-huh. so you know what that is. There's a really cool scene. Um, it's sort of like a reversal of like the normal male gaze scene where she because she's a photographer, she right. makes she not makes, but she asks him to like strip for her, and she's like taking pictures. Oh, but like he's not like naked. There's no like this okay, isn't showing, like full penetration. Okay, <laughs> but this yeah. is a Cinemax movie. So yeah, so they're hitting it off. Um, but Nina is just getting out of a relationship with her. Uh, ex-fiance who is named marvin and he's played by khalil khan and he reaches out to her and says hey hey i want to patch things up Mm -hmm. and she this is this is sort of where it starts to get more complicated because she goes to patch things up but without any intention of actually patching things up it's sort of like a weird test for darius oh see how much he loves her shitty yeah yeah it's kind of shitty this is a romantic comedy yeah 
Okay. Yeah, everyone's laughing. Okay. All right. Good times. There was a time. Uh-huh. Crime was a crime. Was a crime. <laughs> right. So she's cheating on him. There was a time when cheating was a crime. Uh-huh. But it isn't anymore. Sure. Well, I mean, you're not going to get like a scarlet letter. Right? No, okay. Right. You're right. You're right. Right. It's still, it's still frowned upon. No Hawthorne eye. Mm-hmm. <laughs> As I always say. That's right. Uh, is that from The Witch? Uh, it might be. It's from The Witcher with uh, Henry Cavill. Go ahead. <laughs> Theodore Witcher directed this. So, uh, oh, so, shit. So you see all the, see all the connections? Yeah, 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 okay. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, um, so she, so it goes poorly, of course, because, you know, it's not, it's kind of shitty if you're in a romantic relationship with someone to be like, oh yeah, I'm going to go hang out with my uh, ex-fiance for the weekend. Try patch things up. Mm-hmm. So she comes back to find that he is dating other women. Okay. And she responds by dating his best friend, Hollywood, played by <laughs> Bill Bellamy. What? Okay. Hollywood is a great name for somebody. <laughs> this is a romantic comedy? Yeah, if you could be named after... Yeah, they're all laughing. Okay. If you could be named after any, like, city, what would your... What would your St. Si- Louis! Right? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, St. Louis not bad. Go ahead. What would you be? Baltimore. Oh, big Balti. Uh, Baltimore. Right. Yeah, that'd be a good one. Yeah, I'd be the Baltimore. Twi- the Twin Cities. Oh, that's not bad. Wait, St. Louis and Minnesota? Minnesota's a state. <laughs> I meant uh, St. Paul. What's the other Twin City? It's not Baltimore. You'll get it. Oh, I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> right. I'm going to keep naming states. Is it Ohio? <laughs> yep, that's the one. So, uh,. So anyway, uh, through a comedy of errors and whatnot, uh, she ends up wanting to try and smooth things over with him. So they go, she goes to the poetry club um, and actually has written a poem for him. And mm-hmm. she's looking around and she doesn't see him, but she decides to do it anyway. But he actually is in the audience and they have a good old-fashioned kissy at the end. Okay. Everyone loves it. So this is... Um, this is the song because uh, basically, as we described, there's a lot of um, sort of actions going on within this song like people second guessing themselves shall i take back all my attacks shall i take back everything that i've said sure and there's a lot of that in the movie too okay where um there's like sort of some bitter recriminations and whatnot because obviously um darius is sleeping with other women she's sleeping with other men right like it's just sort of it sort of uh lays a finger uh, on the pulse of how complicated dating has become in modern society sure so uh what this is is basically Throughout the, as I said before, I think that this song's about a friend trying to talk someone out of a bad relationship, mm-hmm. and so this is happens a lot of times where they're not only are their friends talking to them, but they're talking to their friends because it's it's just sort of like not even a love triangle, but like a love hexagon mm-hmm. because everybody's dating everyone and they're going back and forth. So this is sort of um, it was often talked about, it was often raised, but nothing was ever done about it. So they know they're in love. They know that they're working, and they're t- they mention it. They say it a lot of times, but they don't actually show it that much. Okay. Um, in the context of like commitment. Okay. So, and as we as we well know, romantic comedy commitment is the end all be all of everything. Sure. That's what we want. Um, when sh- when Nina starts sleeping with Hollywood, Dar- Darius takes it pretty hard, as I'm sure he would, taking it all too hard, and uh, wants to take back everything that he said. Feels like he's going out of his mind. Feels like he's going out of his mind. Right. Yes. And uh, basically, they sort of talk and uh, work it out at the end. So uh, maybe they're right. Maybe they're right. But we don't actually get to see how it goes. Damn. At the end. Ev, that's a read, my friend. Mm-hmm. They also go to a really cool dance. There's also a really cool dance scene where they do Steppen. Steppen? Steppen, which is like a, it's like a outgrowth of the jitterbug. Uh-huh. So oh. It's apparently pretty big in like the Chicago music scene. This was this has a very small Wikipedia entry? It has a this. It says this movie has a cult following. I've never heard of it before. Have oh. you actually seen this? Yeah, I saw it back in the day. Right. Um, I haven't seen it recently. 
it very much reminds me of uh, a movie that I would see at the video store and be like, oh, that looks interesting and not rent because it looks kind of artsy. Uh, the, the cover art is very 1996. I'm, I'm a fan. Um, That's weird because the movie came out in 97. Uh, oh, <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> oh, I got to go. We'll be right back with more. It's all been done. A very good ladies podcast. Hey, Evan. Hi. <laughs> what have you been up to? <laughs> I, uh, Do you ever think you'll I get took a, a breath <laughs> from the end of our last uh, commercial, and then you asked me what you said. Hey, Evan. Do you ever think when this podcast is over, we'll get matching tattoos? Uh, yeah. I've considered getting tattoos several times in my life. I know we've talked about BNL tattoos before, but I would I'm, I'm just never talking about it's all been done. Ever tattoos. get a BNL tattoo? I know you in would. my life. I think we should each get half of a hoagie on our shoulders and when we stand together side by side it matches up i don't think so no why not you wouldn't want to have a hoagie shoulder this is like i feel like until like creeping senescence sets in i'm going to remember this podcast so uh-huh. I don't, and, and if i ever forget it it'll just i'll, I'll have it on like a thumb drive sure, yeah. i can listen to so it's not like i'm ever going to forget this so i don't feel like i need to memorialize this in any way by mortifi- mortifying my flesh is it a matter of forgetting though or is it a matter of of celebrating I think people get things for things they love. I'm not going to forget, you know, Silent Hill, but maybe I'll get a Silent Hill tattoo because I love it so much. Okay. <laughs> you don't you don't want to celebrate this podcast. I, I don't. I feel like this podcast celebrates itself. What does that mean? Uh, we laugh at our own jokes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I think we're, we're a little bit too self-celebrating. Sure. Very self-indulgent. If anything, we need to get a tattoo that helps us forget this podcast. Yes. How do we do that? Can we get a tattoo on our brain? A brain tattoo. <laughs> Just like to smooth that's, it out. You mean, you mean a lobotomy? Yes, that's exactly <laughs> what I mean. Can we get matching lobotomies? Do you think that they could pinpoint the part of my brain that thinks about this podcast and almost, just almost shoot that with a gun? Almost certainly not. Shoot that with a gun? <laughs> I mean, just like really, really like Just like surgical. being like Steven Seagal with his like pinpoint accuracy shoots you with yes, a gun. Yes, exactly like that. He could shoot that, the head off of a Q-tip. Uh, from? A hundred yards. From six feet away. I don't know. The guy's a piece of shit. Okay. He's a real piece of shit. Is he? I don't oh, know yeah. much about him. He's I the know. worst. Okay. He's a, like a right-wing conservative. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Leader, yeah. Right? yeah. He, uh... He was big in the Aikido scene in like the 90s, 80s, and 90s. He went over to Japan. Big in the Ikea scene? Aikido. Oh, okay. That martial art where you flip people around. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. So he went over to Japan um, before that to learn Aikido from this uh, you know, Japanese master and then ended up dating his daughter, ended up marrying his daughter. Um, master died. Uh, Steven Skull took over the school. Whoa. Then abandoned the daughter, abandoned their infant son in Japan, moved back to America to become a movie star and has nothing had nothing to do with them since. Oh my God. Yep. So wait, all of that was pre his movie star career? Yep. Wow. He I had is, no idea. Yeah, and he's a right wing piece of shit. Yeah. He likes he likes the police so much he goes there was there was like a uh, um reality show where he'd go down and like ride in the cars with police what? and like act like a policeman. What? Yeah. That's bizarre. It's not bizarre, it's terrifying. Okay. Well, I mean it's it's bizarre that I don't know. I guess it's not. I guess being a bootlicker is not bizarre when you He's also a very accomplished jazz musician. Shut up. Yeah. What does he play? Uh, like a guitar, and he does blues, too. We're oh. going to drop a little bit of Steven Seagal blues in right here. You set yourself up for that, you piece of shit. I'm going to write me a letter. Telephone every time I know. Wow, that was it's like really good. Yeah, his, like... It's jazz. I don't remember the name of his band, but it's like Crystal Caverns or something like that. It's something very, like, sort of out there. I can tell you right now because I just put it in. It's insert band name here. <laughs> anyway, 
I love jazz. Let me tell you that much. Do you know who else loves jazz? Uh, the Argonauts. <laughs> they are sure they do. Um, no, it's not the Argonauts. It's Jory and Joe. Yep. What do they do? I don't know. They just hang out, I guess. <laughs> Jory and Joe, uh, they do a, uh, well, for Joe, it's a One Piece rewatch podcast. And for Jory, yeah. it's a recap of their oh, yeah. first time through. Together, they discuss the anime as frequently as they can on the podcast, We Are. We Are is a One Piece podcast. One person's seen it before, one person hasn't, and they watch it together. Why is it called We Are? Because the, the One Piece theme song. We are, we, we are all innocent. We are all innocent. We what? are, we are. Um, episode 37 is called Manic Pixie Himbo, which is a great name for an episode. In fact, this episode of It's All Been Done is now titled <laughs> Manic Pixie Himbo. Um, what do you have to say about One Piece? It was really big in Japan when I was there, and it still is. Yes. Uh, like a thousand episodes. Period. All right. The end. I mean, I've seen pictures of the cast. Okay. Could you could you tell me more about One Piece than you could about Final Fantasy? No. I could tell you way less about that. Really? I know that they're... You can't name the main character. No. Wow. That's no. surprising to me. There, it's one of those where there's anthropomorphic animals in it, too, right? E, there's at least one. I don't know a whole lot about it, but Tony, yeah, Tony... It's just I, I just see this guy, this uh, sort of scrawny guy in board shorts. Like, yes, that's, that's, that's the only the thing I remember about. A dude in a straw hat and, and, and jorts, yeah. What's it about? Um, They're sailing and looking for a treasure called the One Piece that's on the Grand Line that this, this like... What is uh, a legendary pirate said before his death? I've hidden one piece on, on the, in this place. One gold piece? And nobody knows what one piece is, but if he hit it, it's got to be good. Okay. So they're like going through and collecting a crew, and it's the power of friendship, and it's all this bullshit. And it takes a thousand episodes? Yeah. I mean, I think there's a lot of filler. Okay. And, uh, you know, got to collect the crew members, got to solve their personal problems. Oh, yeah. All yeah, that good stuff. The, that's the way you do it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Money for nothing. Checks for free. That ain't working. You look for one piece on the open sea. <laughs> Uh, sorry. Okay, bye. Bye. Welcome back to It's All Been Done, a Bare Naked Ladies podcast. Now's the time in the episode when we spin that gigando wheel and see what we come up with. So big. Today's segment is called... What's a maybe, maybe about? about? What's, What's a maybe about? about? Maybe Katie. Good cop, bad cop, the narrator into a date with a mutual <laughs> friend. <laughs> This, I don't think we've ever done this one, have we? We might have. <laughs> Jesus Christ! So let's pick. Let's pick. I him. don't want this guy to go on a date with my friends. Let's pick with the because uh, I think that he's. It's either George Bush or it's a guy who may have been treated badly by his partner. Maybe no, may have treated his partner badly. Shall I take back all my attacks, all my accusations? Ah, uh, okay. So this is either an abuser or W. I'm gonna go with W because. So we're trying to set someone up with George Bush. Yes. Yeah. 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 Okay. So yeah. let's pick. Let's pick someone to set up with George Bush. Okay. Out of pick. our real friends or out of our fake friends? A mutual friend. Let's. 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 Uh. Okay. Um. Chuck E. Cheese. Chuck E. Cheese. Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. All right. So do you want a good cop or do you want a bad cop, George? How does this segment work? Do you want a good cop or do you want a bad cop? Him. I want to. Do you want to be bad cop? I think you would be a funnier bad cop. Okay. Listen. You're not getting any fucking younger, Georgie. But I mean, but. I mean, getting younger is not... I mean, listen, this person will keep you youthful, and that's great. That's a good thing, because they're, they're, you know, they're constantly around kids. And you love kids, don't you, W? Don't you love kids? Answer the fucking question. <laughs> all right, all right. I'm through with this guy. I don't think he deserves... No, no, he does. Ev, just take it easy on him, okay? okay. Take it easy all on right. him. George, listen, this is... 
you know how you've been called a rat a lot in your life? Mm-hmm. Like, this is sort of, you deserve someone else who's, you know, like you and, and you know, who knows what you've gone through and things like that. Um, you know. It, and I mean, to be fair, pretty much no one else is going to date you. George. You the- are well known for being a piece of shit. Sure. Now, you do have Laura. Now, are we just going to, is her name Laura? Yeah. Okay, good. Yeah. Um, but as we all know, you have an open relationship with Laura sure, and you sure. are allowed to go on dates, although you haven't ever gone on one, it's although true. Laura dates everybody. That's true. Can I get, George, can I get you a slice of pizza or anything while you're here, while we're talking to you? You do like pizza, don't you, Georgie? Yeah. Guess what? Free fucking pizza. Free pizza. As much as you can eat. <laughs> That's awesome, As much right? as you care to eat. <laughs> all you care to Soft eat. Soft drinks. Soft drinks. Tokens? Listen, yeah. George... There's a lot of games. I know how much you love to watch explosions. I know how much you love to watch things blowing up. I know you're a fan of candle pin bowling. <laughs> that was like one of the things they tried to do to humanize you. Wait, really? To say, yeah, George Bush is a big fan of candle pin bowling. Like, who the fuck plays candle pin bowling outside of Martha's Vineyard? I don't even... I know 10 pin. What's candle pin? It's like bowling, but you're using a smaller ball. It's like basically a, a ski ball. You're using like one of those like a, roll, like a wooden ski ball, and the pins are like real thin. Yeah, Georgie, ski ball. It's for like, uh, you know, people like rich people whose family tree hasn't branched as much as it should in the past. Like, yeah, know, some like some like rich Martha's Vineyard Protestant who's just been marrying <laughs> other rich Martha Vineyard Protestants for the past, you know, 60 generations. Sure. Sure. Although okay. that's way too long. But yeah. So you're one of those. We know that, George. Now, not that that's bad either, George. That means you come from money and so does Charles. I mean, he is a successful businessman. Uh huh. He is a successful entrepreneur and he has about as much brand recognition as you do. God damn. Yeah. I mean, for better or worse. Built in following. Built in following. He's a musician. And hey, you love entertainment, buddy? Entertainment is this guy's middle name. <laughs> it is? Yeah. Charles Entertainment Cheese. <laughs> did you not know that? <laughs> I did not know. Oh, yeah. That. That's Chuck E. Cheese's full name. <laughs> Yes, we're trying to set you up with Chuck E. Cheese, okay? No, okay, all right, we're out with it, fine. Yeah, all, all I ask is that you go, his band is playing <laughs> every hour on the hour <laughs> at, at his eponymous at, restaurant slash entertainer, entertainerium. Slash house, I guess. Yeah. And I mean, wouldn't it be fun when all the lights go down, all the kids have left, staff have cleaned up the vomit, Everything's a way to just have the run of the place. Yeah. And you know what? He can get you backstage privileges. He can get you into the ball pit, even though you are in your 70s. Indeed. Yeah. And the age limit is seven. (laughs) So, uh, listeners, you are now George W. Bush. So, George, will you go on a date with him? It's not like you have any other options. Wow. Okay. So this was a real choose your own adventure for us, Ev. Listeners, I'd like to know if we convinced you or not. Write in using the hashtag... Uh, w the rat <laughs> and cheese or no cheese cheese or no cheese hashtag that's entertainment <laughs> and uh, and tell us if you went on a date with uh, we with just threw out like 16 hashtags and none of them mean anything doesn't matter we never check them anyway yeah. it's fine um, so tell us uh, if you went on a date with Chuck E. Cheese I guess it's just a date it's just a date you're not gonna promise to marry him yeah, or it's not a big deal yeah it's cool I mean you get pizza you get soda you get tokens we've talked about doing a live episode of it's all been done from a Chuck E. Cheese Jeez. before, but I really, truly do want to try their pizza again. I want to see if it holds up to my memory, which I'm sure it doesn't. Well, I, my memory of it was that it wasn't very good. Oh, really? Yeah. So maybe it's good now. Like, because you like, you didn't go to Chuck E. Cheese for the pizza. That was just like an added bonus, right. right? Like, you come out and you're like, 
like f- flushed yeah. and like sweating right. because you've been running around and like shooting ski balls and like playing dragon's lair right. and you know like ste- steering a car yeah. like, a pretend car and you're like ah, and your your parents finally get you like settled down at the table with the plastic like birthday thing on right. it and they strap one of those little dunce caps sure on do. you and you yeah. get you get a slice <laughs> of pizza because they're like you gotta eat come on you gotta eat something it's your goddamn birthday open presents get your cake and you run back into that arcade you got it Play Dragon's Lair. Waste another $150 on, on, on uh, 10 seconds of Dragon's Lair. Um, yeah, that would do nothing to flush me because you uh, you don't really do anything in Dragon's right, Lair. Right, but you're so, you're so excited. Yes, you I, excited. I, mean, I still remember my birthdays at Fun and Pizza. Did you know that in Columbus, more... Hey, you folks who love Columbus shit, there's a place called Ninja City now that's basically Adventure Park. It's like DZ for adults. We should go. Yeah. We should do a live episode from <laughs> Adventure Park, Ninja City. Pandori's Pan Pizza Palace. <laughs> All right, now's the time in the episode when we take an email from our friends, our fans, our stinky little pinkies. Here's an email. <laughs> Here's an email get worse? <laughs> from our friend. We're not going to get any more emails, are we? Rich, a.k.a. Sees Richards. Oh, hello. This one's called, Hi, where do you live? Okay. <laughs> hello. I saw your film, Everything to Everything, about the new Bare Naked Lady songs manufacturer. I found his story about his time with the band very inspiring. I am also interested in how you have stopped making new songs and have started remembering old songs, <laughs> as though the past exists. As you know, once upon, some doors cannot be closed. So, if each lady was a character from specifically the Super Mario Brothers film, which lady would be which character from specifically the Super Mario Brothers film? Thank you for, quote, being a friend, Rich. Oh, little Golden Girls. So, wow. Rich wants to know, first up, he he said he uh, he saw our film Everything to Everything. And now we remember old things together. Yeah, and the past doesn't exist. So, which character from the super mario brothers film is each bare naked lady truly we've reached the apex of listener questions yeah. where there's nothing else specifically the super mario brothers film yes the live action one with yes, john yes, leguizamo yes. and uh specifically which character from specifically that film yes it, who's the bad is it malcolm mcdowell dennis hopper dennis Ho- oh, okay it's got bob hoskins as mario john leguizamo as luigi dennis hopper as uh uh bowser king koopa i think they call him there um it's got uh uh some famous punk rocker is Toad. Um, and I think that's all the famous Johnny people. Rotten as Toad. <laughs> Johnny Rotten as Toad. Um, so, uh, do you have any... Do you want to take the boys one by one? You know how much I love doing that. Yeah, yeah, let's do it. Okay, who well, do you want to Well, obviously, Ed and Steve are Mario and Luigi. Uh-huh. Like, we just have to figure out who's who. Okay. I would say... I would say Steve's Mario, Ed's Luigi. Well, so the thing is, in the, in the movie, they weren't brothers. In the movie, Luigi was like an apprentice plumber to Mario, right? Is their last name both still Mario? I don't remember. That'd be weird. Yeah, it certainly would be. Um, so we can see. Uh, yeah, Mario, Mario, and Luigi. Oh, you know what it was? Luigi was adopted. Uh, like uh, He was like a little baby and Mario found him or some shit. That just seems needlessly complex but then again i seem to remember the super mario brothers live action movie being needlessly it, complex it was very much needlessly complex like, and i'm i might be misremembering it as well that's but, okay the but past doesn't exist john Languizamo is is notably younger than uh than than bob hoskins obviously well, the thing is like they can still be brothers like well let me pitch something you how, can be like you can have a brother who's 10 years or 20 right. years older than you let me pitch something to you do you how you don't remember the movie very well I, vague, I have a vague memory of so it. So Bowser's little minions are named Iggy and Spike, and they're just like two dummy nincompoops good-for-nothings. Mm-hmm. 
Do you think those might be better as Ed and Steve? Or do you think they are the, they're the main characters? They are the main characters. Okay, so which one is older, grumpier, and uh, more experienced? Oh, Steve, for Steve, sure. Steve, I guess, yeah. right? Yeah. Even visually, I yeah. think Steve is more of a Mario and Ed is more of a Luigi. Right. Yeah. Right. And Steve's off doing stuff by himself now. Luigi's, sure. Luigi's hanging around in his ghost castle. Yeah. It's not called Luigi Kart. It's not called... <laughs> yeah, okay. Good enough. Even though Luigi's in it. Um, okay. Or, or would then would then um, Ed be Mario? Because Ed's, still the, Ed's the front man of the band still. And Steve is not. Steve had to leave. Yeah, that's a good point. Does Steve go to a haunted mansion? What about this? Steve and Ed. Steve is Mario. Ed's mm-hmm. Luigi. But at some point, they switch. Okay. I, I'm, I'm, I'm following, I guess. They could be Wario and Waluigi. Oh, they weren't in the movie. This is specifically, <laughs> as Rich says, from uh, the Super Mario Brothers movie. Um, no, I think, I think you've nailed it. I don't think we have to think too deeply into it because this isn't the same canon as the games. Mario doesn't go out and do other things. At the end of the movie, Daisy comes in, says, I need your help. You need to come back to the Mushroom Kingdom. And they're going on the next adventure together, which never got made. But who's, who plays Daisy? Uh, Daisy is played by Samantha Mathis, of course. Samantha Mathis of uh, of uh, American Psycho, Atlas Shrugged Part Two. <laughs> Boy, he shrugged again. Uh, Little Women, American President. Uh, pump okay. up the volume. Last Fern Gully. Cool. Um, yeah, a lot of credits. Actually, I'm surprised she's still working. Um, Good for her. Yeah. So, um, uh, as I recall, she wasn't bad in that movie. Um, so okay, so we've got we've got Mario as Steve and Luigi as Ed. Mm-hmm. So I think Koopa has to be somebody, even yeah. though I don't think that any Tyler. of the Brandon ladies are actively antagonistic to each other. I think it's got to be Tyler, right? He's got the Koopa energy. Yeah, I was gonna say explain to me why we both say Tyler offhand, but I think he really he's got like the no, I he doesn't seem like he's a he doesn't he seems like a really cool guy, but he seems like he could go aggro real quick. See, I think Koopa in that movie was. I always see Tyler as like a, a lovable slob. I see him as sort of like a larger than life guy. Hmm. Or he's like the life of the party. Sure. Okay, I could see that. Like too. kind of kind of in charge. Yeah, large and in charge. Hot damn. Okay, interesting. Okay, so I could see that. All right. Well, so we'll make Tyler president president koopa as he's known in the movie well he gets elected democratically yeah, well it's like yeah it's like a, a i think it's like a monarchy but he is elected democratic it's a very very strange yeah. movie well all he, like the i mean the goombas are just a, uh, essentially like isn't that what they're called little goombas which is kind of a shitty racist thing it's real racist and nobody addresses it and they still call them goombas today which is nuts to me yeah, yeah. so i don't know yeah so like yeah they're all just they're just mushrooms with like feet walking back and forth like they they can barely path let alone vote so um hey toad was played by mojo nixon an american psychobilly musician in that movie i do like psychobilly but i've never heard of him uh he um now he he kind of retired he hosts radio shows on sirius and uh he supported kinky friedman's candidacy to texas governor i don't know why that's important but mojo nixon um so i think toad Toad is not super important in that, but I feel like since he's already a musician, we've got to mm-hmm. slot somebody in for him. So he's kind of like a, in the movie, he's like a down and out on the street kind of busker type. So huh. I'm thinking he might be more of a Kevin because he's like down in his luck. He gets taken to jail at one point. Kev seems but like... Kevin's not punk rock. Kevin has many things, but he is not punk but rock. But in the movie, Toad wasn't a punk rocker. So we have to separate. Specifically, Rick, Rich said, uh-huh. this is the Super Mario Brothers I understand. Movie. I'm just saying, like, it's specifically in the movie. He's played by a psychobilly rocker. Sure, 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 sure. Um, and yeah. I imagine he brings some of that energy to the stage. 
to the silver screen, if you will. Yes, I think that's... Am I lying? No, I think you're right. Hey, real quick, I've hit Wikipedia in the, like, four seconds before an automatic reversal happened. Somebody um, vandalized Toad's page, and it says... Uh, Toad is a fictional mushroom humanoid created by a Japanese video game designer, Shigeru Miyamoto. He is portrayed as a terrorist of the mushroom kingdom. <laughs> what the fuck? I think Seize is a, is a is live, the, live altering. In the pipes, yeah. Uh, okay, so then who? So then Jim? If someone were going to be punk rock in BNL, uh-huh. it would probably be Jim. He's like, he's more, av- he's an avant-garde musician. Like, and I mean, j- jazz and punk rock although being very different styles of music, they're both sort of like a blue collar or uh, even like anti-establishment yeah. sure. sort of sort of musical, musical styling. Sure. Okay. So I think there's a lot, I think jazz and punk rock have a lot in common, not necessarily musically, but mm. you know, in, in terms of like history okay. and, and function. Okay. All right. So Jim, so then that leaves Kev, is Kev Princess Daisy? Important role. Yeah, needs to be filled. I feel like, I feel like if anyone's going to be Princess Daisy, it's, it's got to be Kev. He's mm-hmm. a princess. Yeah. He's uh, my princess. And in uh, a special I guest take role. I take him on a date to Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> special guest role is uh, is Andy uh, as the fungus king who gets turned into fungus like 10 minutes into the movie and is absent for 90% of the movie because that's oh. what Andy do best. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And then he'll, he'll come back for the last 10 minutes to congratulate the heroes and play on Chips and Dip 5 with them. <laughs> Perfect. Which, man, I love him turning it the super mario brothers movie is not a good video game adaptation mm-hmm. but it's a really fun movie if you divorce it from the fact that it's based on super mario brothers it's really fun it's got that cool fucking cyber steampunk aesthetic right. but I'm, yeah, I'm just trying to think of how you could have even adapted mario brothers well, as like a faithful adaptation dreamworks is doing a not dreamworks uh illumination whoever mm-hmm. does the minions movie is doing well, i mean an yeah as right like now. a cartoon like i'm talking yeah. about live action adaptation yeah. like yeah. how would you how would you come about doing that super mario brothers super show did a good job did it did it did it did it <laughs> all right ev yeah that's another one bite the dust we dude another one bite my guts another one bite my guts another one take the bus um ebo uh oh hey i forgot to mention if you want to email us you can email us it's all been done podcast at gmail.com i have not been mentioning that oh, in the past few no. episodes and nobody's emailed us so i guess that's how it works i guess um, they like to be reminded. I like to be reminded too. I set alarms on my phone for everything because my brain is Swiss brain cheese. Yeah, yeah. And my my work calendar. I set my appointments, and I'll set a reminder the day before, a week before, and then an hour before. Oh yeah, as well for too. sure. Because I'll forget. I one hundred even the same day. Yeah, I one hundred percent will forget. Um. So uh. Yeah, you can find us on Facebook. Uh, it's all been done. American Ladies Podcast. Find us on Twitter at Bin Done Pod. You can find us in our houses, just chilling back, watching mm-hmm. a movie. You can find me in Saker's house. Yeah, find our houses. I fucking dare you. <laughs> <Please>. <laughs> Remember when somebody from this podcast sent me a book of naked women called Bare Naked Ladies? Yeah. Man, good times. Um, Ebo. Yeah. What you got to plug this week? Shapes? Did I have already, have I already plugged shapes? I think you plugged shapes once before. Is there well, a specific? Well, uh, different shapes. Okay, okay. The last time. Okay. Um, I think probably ge- non-geometric shapes. Non-geometric shapes. I like that. Okay. Like where you just scribble. It's I want a shape, but it's not a it's not a circle or a square. Or I guess like anything that. is a shape, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we we just might not have a name for it. Free, yeah. Freeform. Freeform. Freeform jazz. Jazz punk rock. Yeah, noise, noise project. Where are we doing? I'm just doing word association at this point. Hey, I've got an update from uh from our friend Sarah. Um, 
So Sarah's been listening to the episodes one by one by one, if you mm-hmm. remember. Uh, somehow I missed life in a nutshell, so I went back today to catch up, which has me in the poop fart with partner debate. <laughs> Wait, remember we talked oh, about God damn it. Weighing in with Saker here. Peeing in the bathroom with my partner, no big deal. My partner has a big hang up about me seeing him poop, so that's been an adjustment I've made in our life together. An wh- adjustment? For a while, he wouldn't even talk to me through the door while he was pooping. Like, yeah. just pretend I'm not even here. Pooping is not shameful. Everyone does it. He has lightened up now that we have a child and has lived diaper life. And since we wow. uh, also since we have one bathroom and sometimes shit happens. Ha 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 ha. He will even poo while I'm in the shower now. Such progress. I feel like yeah. our listeners are on my side. Good. One listener is on your side. Like good <laughs> good for you, Sarah. And, and, and fel- I, I I appreciate that you're comfortable enough with your partner and that's something you do in in your home, but not for me. Not for me. Like if my partner is in the house pooping or peeing or whatever, you leave. I not leave the house, but I'll go to a different. I like. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to be around it. Oh, your partner like, told me that when they poop, you drive to Kroger and just like hang out in the milk yeah, aisle for a while. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I understand that pooping shouldn't be shameful, mm-hmm. but there's also and it, and it's not so much that it's shameful. It's that you deserve a little bit of privacy to go about your business, right? I suppose that's true. Like as an adult human being, or even as a kid human being, like. You you should be if you sure. want to be in private doing your business you should be allowed to do that. My thing is I I love my partner so much I don't ever want to be away from them so I understand that you don't love I, like Ev let me lay it down for you yeah. I get it yeah that's fair okay <laughs> no don't do this yeah you love you love your partner way more than I love mine no, that's fine Apple. that's fine that's okay no I'm we've my partner and I have discussed this a lot we're like yeah we just don't love each other as much as Saker <laughs> and his partner do. And we both agreed. We both agreed. It's fine. Like, okay. Like every relationship's different, and ours isn't based on love. It's based on mutual respect. <laughs> sure, sure, absolutely. You respect each other enough yeah, to stay is, the fuck away from each yeah, other. Yeah, ours you is not based on like blackmail and uh, you know like recriminations and attacks like yours is. Uh-huh. Ours is based on mutual respect and privacy. Sure. Well, that blackmail brings me a lot of love. So you know mm-hmm. what? Different strokes, different folks. That's right. We don't judge. Ebo. Hemo. I'm Saker. I'm Evan. We'll see you again in one week. week. Have you ever watched the anime called One Piece? Yeah, Joe. I watch for a podcast that we do. What? You know, we are watching One Piece. I started watching it so you could rewatch it, and then we talk about it sometimes. I I have no idea what you're talking about. Well, we don't do it super frequently. Once a month at best. Did you forget? We analyze the story and discuss the show's themes, characters, compare it to other media, and how it provides an allegory for real-life politics and events. I, I must have forgotten. What, where can I listen to remind myself? You can listen at the Orange Groves Podcast Network or search for We Are Watching One Piece in your favorite podcast app. What's a podcast?